Good evening, everyone, and welcome to episode... I actually don't know what episode we're on. I've kind of lost count. I think it's 12. No, it's 11. 11. Uh, I don't think so. Is okay, it let's take a vote. Yes. You should trust the... Well, it doesn't matter. Welcome <laughs> to episode 11 or 12 of Dinnertime Discipleship. Uh, I'm Neeraj, your host, and we've got, again, the usual crew here. For those of you who are new, we'll, we'll go down the list. There's Noah, my son, who's 15. Eva is 13. Leela is... How old are you? Seven. Like six? Seven? When did you turn seven? Almost a year ago. Oh, it's almost time for her to be eight. And Christine, my wife. Say hi, Christine. Hi, Christine. I'm also seven. Uh, okay, not really. Last time we were getting into, are all religions the same? And I wanted to take just a moment to address some of the Facebook comments that we received. There seemed to be a little bit of confusion as to what we meant by the word religion. A lot of, a lot of listeners pointed out that the Christian faith is not so much a religion as it is a relationship with Jesus Christ. And I know it's cliche, but a lot of people said that, and it's true. I, I agree with that 100%. And nothing we really said meant to contradict that. I mean, that's that's absolutely the case. Uh, your, your or our uh, faith and the, the object of our faith is not the Christian religion. The object of our faith is Jesus Christ. And so I didn't mean, or we didn't mean to, um, you know, cause any kind of confusion on that point. Uh, I just wanted to clarify that. So when we say, when we refer to, to the Christian faith as religion for purposes of this discussion, it's really just kind of a convenient shorthand way to, to refer to the Christian faith. It's not meant to really imply that it's, that, that we consider it to be a religion per se, uh, but more so just, like I said, a, a, a a tool, an easy tool to refer to the Christian faith as opposed to, you know, Islam or Hinduism or what have you. Uh, so I just wanted to clarify that point. Uh, can anyone or can any of you guys kind of summarize what we what we talked about last time, what the bottom line was? Leela, go ahead. You don't have to raise your hand, sweetheart. You can just talk. Truth. Truth, right. We talked about what is truth. What is the meaning of truth? Any Anyone want to summarize what we kind of concluded in that podcast? There's absolute truth and there's... What was the second one? Starts with an R. Relative truth. Relative truth. Not relevant. Relative. Oh, relevant. So there's absolute truth and there's relative truth. And we said relative truth is not really what... It's not the real truth. It's just what people think is the truth and what people say is the truth, but it might not be the truth. Exactly. So so we're, we believe, not just we believe, but it is in fact the case that there is only such a thing as absolute truth, not relative truth. And people who say that there is such a thing as relative truth, I would, I would respectfully say have not really thought it through 100%. I'm open to being persuaded. So if anyone disagrees, you want to pipe in on the Facebook comment uh, comment thread, or sorry, on the on the on the comment thread for the post uh, when, when we post this podcast, then I'm all ears. 
but having discussed this issue and debated this issue over a decade plus, I haven't found any convincing arguments to the contrary. So anyway, uh, we, we concluded that there is such thing as absolute truth. There is no such thing as relative truth. And today, today's part two of that podcast series. So uh, you can think of this as are all religions the same? Part two. So today we're going to talk about how can we show that, you know, in fact, there is only such a thing as absolute truth and relative truth is not really a thing, a legitimate thing. Um, and so we're going to present some examples to you, uh, to, to, to the listeners, to kind of give you an illustration as to why that is the case, why there is only such a thing as uh, absolute truth and there's not such a thing as relative truth. And the way we decided to do this was, you know, I'm talking too much. Noah, how do we decide to do it? Or Christine, how do we decide to do this? So we decided to do, um, each of us, Daddy assigned each of us a religion to research. Um, and we looked at some of the main, three main questions. And, and um, tonight we're going to talk about what, what we found on each of those. So the three questions were, um, what does that religion teach about who God is? What does that religion teach about salvation? And what does that religion teach about the end of the world? And so all, all of the kids um, and, and, and Daddy and I have done research on each of these different religions that Daddy assigned us and, and come up with answers to these questions. Um, they're so, not perfect answers. They're just um, based on some research that we did um, through some Googling. And, you know, Daddy and I looked at them and, you know, on a high level, it's correct. This is obviously not an in-depth dive into each of these religions. It's just a very high-level information. So we've looked at Buddhism, we've looked at Hinduism, we looked at Islam and Mormonism, and I think you have Christianity, right, Daddy? No, he has Jehovah's Witnesses. I have Jehovah's Witnesses. Jehovah's Witnesses. Okay. So, so um, Noah, which one are you doing? I'm doing Islam. Islam. Eva, which one are you doing? Hinduism. Hinduism. Uh, Mom, which one are you doing? I'm doing Mormonism. Leela, which one are you doing? Buddhism. Buddhism. And I'm doing uh, Jehovah's Witnesses. So uh, I want to say from the outset that our attitude as a family is never, ever to be disrespectful. And we would encourage you. I, I imagine the majority of the people listening to this are, are Christian believers. We would encourage you to never... Um, be disrespectful to another person's faith. We may believe that it's misguided or wrong altogether, um, but but that is never an excuse to to be disrespectful or to be offensive or hateful. Or hateful. Um, you never. What's the phrase, Christine? You, you catch more flies with honey than vinegar. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, think about that. If you're out talking to someone about. You know, the, the point of this this particular podcast episode is not to talk about religions per se, but to to show that there is uh, such a thing as absolute truth, not relative truth. But since we're talking about these different religions, uh, I think it's worth pointing out that if you are talking to a friend who is not a believer, uh, maybe they're a member of one of these religions we're talking about today, maybe they're an atheist or agnostic or secular humanist or whatever, um, respect and uh, respect for the person, if, if not necessarily for the faith, but respect for the person and uh, compassion and love for the person go a very long way. 
And if for no other reason, then our scripture commands us to, to, to do that. So uh, all that said, we're going to be as respectful as possible when we talk about these faiths. Um, Christine is right that this is not this is not like a scholarly dive into, you know, we're not going to have footnotes for you or anything. Uh, but this is just a really high level overview to make the point that there is such a thing as what kind of truth, Eva? Relative. No. Absolute. Absolute. You had a 50-50 <laughs> chance. There is such a thing as absolute truth, and there's not such a thing as what, Leela? Relative truth. All right. Good job. Okay, so uh, let's let's jump in. The, the first question that we had was, what does each of these religions teach about who God is? In other words, what is the identity of God? Who is he or she or it? And again, I'm, I'm beating a dead horse here, but the goal, we're going to go around the room and each person is going to talk about their assigned religion. So what does that religion teach about who God is? And the goal, again, is for us to demonstrate that each of these religions believes something different about who God is. They're not all the same. There might be some overlap. We're not saying there can't be overlap, but there are very distinct differences in what each religion teaches about who God is. So um, without further ado, let, let's jump into it. So Leela, you had Buddhism. So do you want to tell us what Buddhism teaches about who God is? And before, one real quick thing. For those of us who are familiar with Buddhism, there's there's multiple types. And so um, you, know, you can, to, to kind of oversimplify it, there's a sort of um, a, a type that is what you would consider to be a traditional religious faith, meaning that there's you know, the concept of God, a creator God, and you know one who, to whom you can pray, uh, that sort of thing. There's also a, a concept of Buddhism or flavor of Buddhism that's a little bit more uh, almost secular, you could say. And there's, there's really kind of variations in between, too. So what Leela's about to say is just one type. Okay, go ahead, Leela. Who, who do, what do Buddhists believe about who God is? Okay. Buddhism teaches teachings say that there is no creator God that is a person. They believe there are divine beings or or gods called devas who are in a cycle of rebirth, but nothing is eternal. Buddhism teaches that none of the devas are a creator or are eternal, that they can live very long lives. Buddhists believe that the Buddhists believe the universe has no beginning or end, and it was not created by any intelligent being. Good job, Eddie. Very good, Leela. So uh, the kids have <laughs> they've all written out their uh, what they're going to say ahead of time, so they're not kind of put on the spot. Um, so Leela, I think if you had to summarize that, what do you think is the main the main takeaway, the main message from what you just said? Like, what's the most important part? Do you think? Like, if you had to pick one sentence, what would you pick to say that that's the point? The first sentence. Mm -hmm. I agree. Read it again. Read it again. Buddhism's teaches, teaching... Slow down, baby. 
Buddhism's teachings say that there is no creator God that is a person. Buddhism's teachings say there is no creator God who is a person. In other words, there Buddhism, this particular type of Buddhism anyway, does not teach that there is a creator God. They teach that there are uh, lowercase god, like lowercase g gods, called devas, uh, who are not creator. There's not this concept of uh, this sort of eternal creator god. Okay, so that's what this particular type of Buddhism teaches. Uh, Noah, what does Islam teach about who God is? So it's kind of like Christianity. Uh, it just teaches that God, well, they believe in Allah, which is their God. Uh, they believe that he's the creator of all things and he's all powerful and all knowing, just like just like how we believe in God. Can you slow down a little bit? Yeah, they believe in Allah as their God and that uh, he's the creator of all things and is all powerful and all knowing, just like how we believe in our God. He, he's is all powerful and all knowing. Uh, and they also believe that Allah has no offspring, gender, body, and uh, is not affected by the characteristics of human life. So one interesting thing about the Muslim belief in Allah. Allah is, a lot of people in the West, I guess, especially think that Allah means uh, it's the name of God. And that's not really the case. Allah simply means, that's simply the the word for God, right? So it's not like uh, when Christians or Jews refer to the the name Yahweh, uh, which is the name of God, right? Uh, The name of the Judeo-Christian God. Uh, it's not like that, like the actual name of God. Allah is simply a word for God, right? So it's the Arabic word for God. And so, Noah, what would you think, what would you say is like the main takeaway from what you just said, the most important part of what Muslims believe about who God is? Yeah, they believe in their, they believe in their God as, it's just like how we believe in ours. Like he's powerful and uh, he's the creator of everything. Yeah. Okay. Oh, and also uh, one more thing. They they also believe in Jesus, but that he was just a prophet and just a nice guy. Just a nice guy. Yeah. Um, do Muslims believe in the Trinity, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, anything like that? Uh, no. Okay. Uh, Eva, your yours was Hinduism, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So can you tell us a little bit about uh, what Hindus believe about who God is? Hinduism is not at all a simple religion. Not all Hindus agree about who God is, but here are some of the well-known ones. Brahma, who creates the universe, Vishnu, who preserves the universe, and Shiva, who destroys the universe. Hindus teach that their gods require offerings and gifts to appease them or petition them. Deities in Hinduism are as diverse as its traditions, and a Hindu can choose to be polythe polytheistic, pantheistic, monotheistic, monistic, agnostic, atheist, or humanist. So Hinduism is a really fluid religion. Any, You're not going to have any two Hindus who necessarily... Well, I shouldn't say you're not going to, but you're, you, it's very common to talk to two different Hindus who believe two very different things about Hinduism. So it's not like there's a sort of a core doctrine or theology. Um, I, I think that's very good, Eva. Uh, what would you say is like the main takeaway from, from what you said? Hinduism is definitely not a simple religion. 
Well, I mean, true, but I mean about the nature of God, who God is. Um, they're God's. She, she's giving me the no sign, like <laughs> she's freaking out. <laughs> it's okay. You don't need to let, this is not a production. We're not putting on a show. This is just us talking. So if you want to say, I don't know, dad, that's fine. This is mostly just for us to look back at it in a few years. So it's not that important. What's well, important, but well, yeah, but uh, it's, you shouldn't worry too much. Yeah, don't stress. Just okay. Think, so think for a second. What does if you asked a Hindu based on what you wrote, if you asked a, Hin, a Hindu person who is God, what, what might they say? A short phrase or a sentence. Well, we have three gods. Which one do you mean? So, so here's what I would say. So, uh, for the listeners. Uh, I'm, I'm born to an Indian family and my family is vaguely Hindu, kind of, um, semi-agnostic. Um, so it's, like I said, it's very fluid, right? Um, but, but in general, if you, if you had to, if you made me generalize, then I would say that Hindus believe in an overarching God or an all, um, all-encompassing reality named Brahman. And Brahman has three parts, three aspects. Brahma, who creates the universe, Vishnu, who preserves the universe, and Shiva, the destroyer. And um, it, it sort of reminds you of the Trinity, right? A little bit, because there's three, right, Eva? Mm -hmm. There's three of them. And they together, in a sense, make up Brahman. But if, if, I, if I asked you, what is the difference between, and maybe I'm jumping the gun a little bit here, uh, what is the difference between the concept of the Trinity, like we believe in it, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and Brahma, Vishnu, and Shiva? Can you think of any difference at all? Um, Jesus was once a human. Mm -hmm. um, God created the universe and he preserves it. Mm -hmm. And he will destroy it one day. Um, so if I was to, we're going to go on a little bit of a tangent because it's fun. Uh, if I was going to argue with you, I would say, well, uh, Vishnu, uh, supposedly in the Hindu mythology, Vishnu came to earth as Lord Krishna. So he was born on earth, right? And what else did you say? You also said, um, what was the second thing you said? God creates and preserves the universe. Right. So here you have Shiva, uh, Vishnu, who's the preserver, Brahma, who's the creator, Vishnu, the preserver, and Shiva, the destroyer. So you have everything you said. Hindus teach that too. Can you think of any other differences? Jesus is going to come to save us. Okay, great. That's very good. That's a very important difference, right? That's not found in Hinduism. A more simple difference, if you ask me, a more simple difference is simply that the father and son have a father-son relationship. And the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, is a spirit of God. But that's different from Brahma, Vishnu, and Shiva, who are the creator, preserver, and destroyer, right? They don't have that father-son or the, 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 the sort of spirit of God relationship with each other like the, the Christian trinity or the Judeo-Christian trinity, right? Okay. Christine, yours was Mormonism? Yes, it was. 
Okay, so can you uh, can you speak a little bit about that? Yeah, so um, Mormonism is, I guess you could say, sort somewhat of an offshoot of Christianity. It's probably of the ones that we've talked about so far. It's probably the closest to Christianity, but not quite the same, and I'll, I'll explain why. They also believe in a triune God that consists of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Um, they also they teach though that those three things they're not the same person but they have the same purpose. And that purpose is our joy. Um, they teach that the father and the son have a physical body and a spiritual body, but the Holy spirit only has a spiritual body. Um, they also believe in the heavenly mother, which I didn't really look into too much, but, um, they believe that that is also a, a spirit. Um, they believe that Jesus is the son of God and that his death does atone for our sins. Um, but um, they, that we live in this area of what's called a restored church, which means that it's sort of like a new era of the church. Um, like there was phase one, you could say, that was established in the book of Acts. And then there's a phase two, which was established with um, Joseph Smith in the 1820s. Um, a lot of the prophecies in, that, that, that are, exist in Mormonism um, take place in the Western Hemisphere, um, largely in the United States. Some of it is in um, South and Central America. Um, but they believe that Jesus was resurrected, and when he was resurrected, that he appeared to people here in the United States, um, you know, because this is where the restored church was established. And um, they believe, um, this is kind of getting into the end times, but they believe that the new Jerusalem um, will be in Missouri. Missouri? Mm -hmm. yeah, Missouri. They, yeah, they just believe that the whole Bible took place in the U.S. No, no, that's not that's not correct. No, oh. they they believe that like like Mom said, part two took place in the U.S. Oh, so the the New Testament? No, no, A like after the New Testament. Oh, um, okay, Jehovah's Witnesses, which was my assignment. So I think the I'm going to be more um, I'm going to be shorter than than everybody else. I think the main takeaways for Jehovah's Witnesses as far as what they believe about the nature of God is that, um, number one, they believe that God has one true name, Jehovah, which is sort of a loose translation of, um, of Yahweh, which is the um, tetra... Uh, Tetragrammation? Yeah. No, it's Tetragrammaton. Oh, okay. I always uh, mispronounce it. Uh, but that is Y-H-W-H. I'm really simplifying, oversimplifying things here. Uh, but, but anyway, and we're off topic. But they believe that God's actual name is Jehovah and that the Trinity is unbiblical. So they're, they're kind of reminiscent of Mormons in a, in a way. Um, in that it's sort of an offshoot of the historic Orthodox Christian faith as has as it's existed for 2,000 years. Uh, but like Mormonism, Jehovah's Witnesses are are um, they have some beliefs that are um, I guess the best word for it is unorthodox when compared to the the historic Christian faith. Um, so so those are you know we give you we've given you sort of an overview of was it five different religions? There are five of us. And <laughs> and and what they believe about the nature of God. 
And what did you notice about them? That they're all different. Different. They're all different from each other. There might be some similarities, but that's not the point. The point is that there's actually differences. And if there's differences, then they're not all exactly the same. In some cases, they're all completely different from each other. So if they're different from each other, can they all be true? No. For example, is it possible that if Jehovah's Witnesses believe that the Trinity is, is not a thing, right? And the Trinity has been taught in the Orthodox Christian Church. When I say Orthodox, I mean the historic Christian Church for 2,000 years. Can those both be true? Can it be true that the Trinity exists and it doesn't exist at the same time? No. No, like the ice cream example from last time. <laughs> right. Like he said 40 miles per hour and I said 45. Right, exactly. Um, what's another example from the five religions we discussed about the nature of God? What's another example of how they, they conflict with each other? Well, um, I'm thinking about Buddhism and Hinduism. They're, they're somewhat closely related. Um, but in general, they believe that there is no beginning and end of the universe, whereas Christianity, um, and I believe Islam as well, as well as Judaism and some others, teach that there is a very finite beginning and a very finite end. There, I mean, there can't be a beginning and an end and a not beginning and not end. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they either do or they don't. Yeah, Christianity and Hinduism are also one because... Uh... They teach that there are multiple gods, but in Christianity, there's only one god. There can't be three gods, not three gods. There can be multiple gods and one god at the same time. Another one is Buddhism teaches that there is no creator god, and Hinduism, well, that particular type of Buddhism we learn about teaches there's no creator god, and Hinduism specifically talks about Brahma, who is the creator. Right? So that's another example of a difference. So hopefully you're seeing that there's, you know, when it comes to the nature of God, there's um, a lot of different possibilities and they can't all be true, especially when they clearly teach different things. They can't all be true, right? Uh, you know, either something is true or it's not. And only one thing can be true by definition. Everything else is false. Okay, so that's one example. Let's talk about what each of these religions believes about salvation. So, uh, Noah, kick it off. What is Islam? Oh, actually, we, we started with Leela last time, right? Yeah, do Leela. So, Leela, Buddhism, right? What does Buddhism teach about salvation? For Buddhists, salvation is gained through the understanding of the way things really are according to Buddha's teachings. Once an individual has received knowledge, they can reach a state of nirvana. Do you remember what we said that knowledge is called, that special knowledge? That's no, something I, to do with the light. Starts with an E. Starts with an e. I know. And I know it had um, I know it had a Y in it. There's no, no Y. <laughs> Enlightenment. Yes. So Buddhists believe in this concept of enlightenment. And once you receive this enlightenment, this special knowledge, then you can reach a state of nirvana, which is sort of this concept of eternal bliss. Noah, what does Islam teach about salvation? 
So uh, Muslims believe that there's no need for salvation from sin because according to the Quran, is that how you pronounce it? Quran? Not, not Quran. 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 Okay, according to the Quran, a salvation is based on the deeds of the person and their good deeds have to outweigh the bad things they've done. So that means that uh, if the good deeds outweigh the bad things they've done, then it already outweighs the bad things they've done. They've already been saved. So their sin doesn't need to be like washed away or anything. So I, I, a little bit of what you said didn't make sense to me because at the beginning you said that Muslims don't believe that they need that need salvation or forgiveness of sins. I don't, I don't know if that's true. I believe that they do, uh, they do have this concept of needing to be forgiven of their sins. But I think the rest of what you said is correct. I think that he was probably trying to get at the fact that salvation in a Christian, it's not salvation in the Christian sense and that, you know, it needs to be atoned for um, by, by... Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, that makes sense. So you're saying that Islam, uh, the Muslims believe that there is this concept of salvation by works, what yes. they do. Yes. And based on their deeds, uh, Allah will forgive them or not forgive them. There's no need for a sacrificial lamb like Jesus. Yes. Okay. Eva, what do Hindus believe about salvation, if anything? Hindu salvation is called Moshka. <laughs> we were laughing about this earlier. Not Moshka, it's Moksha. Okay. Moksha. This is when an enlightened human is... Stop. I'm not doing anything. This is when an enlightened human being is freed from an endless cycle of death and reincarnation and enters a state of completeness. They then become one with God. There are three paths to Moshka during a human life. Moksha. Mosh Moksha. <laughs> Dharma. 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 She's all embarrassed because her dad knows how to say it correctly. She doesn't. Uh, my goal is to attack everything she says. Go ahead. Dharma. <laughs> no, Dharma. Moral life. <laughs> are the material prosperity and kama, emotional fulfillment. In Hinduism, people's role is to worship and present gifts to God. So Hindus believe in this um, reincarnation, this sort of endless cycle, until they achieve moksha, right? And once they achieve moksha, then they're free from the cycle of rebirth. Wait, I have one question. Isn't that what nirvana is? It's, it's a similar concept, and you're very astute because Buddhism is a, an offshoot of Hinduism. Um, Wait, so uh, Hinduism and Buddhism are basically Christianity and Mormonism? No. Not quite. Uh, that, that, that kind of analogy, please stop doing that, Eva. That kind of analogy is probably stretching it. So I, I wouldn't say that's correct. Okay. Um, but, but it is an offshoot. So that's what, that's what Hindus believe about salvation, right? Is that you have this sort of endless cycle of death and reincarnation and death and rebirth and death and rebirth. And you can come back as different things, as different people, um, until you are freed from this endless cycle by moksha. Anything else you would say about that, Eva, about this idea of salvation that Hindus have? Um, 
I mean, it's different than what we believe, what what the Bible teaches, right? The Bible teaches that um, there's one death and then the judgment, right? We all die one time. There's not this idea of reincarnation. We all die one time and then we face the judgment. Uh, Islam also believes that. Right. So there's similarities, right? There's similarities and differences among the different religions depending on which ones you're talking about. But the overall picture you're getting is that they're not all the same all the way across the board. There's differences, and not all ideas can be true, right? Okay, so Christine, you want to do your um, Mormonism? Yeah, and one thing I want to add about what I was saying before about Mormonism being so similar to Christianity, um, Mormons call themselves Christians, but an Orthodox Christian in the sense that it's um, like, what was the phrase you said before? I said uh, historic. Historic, historic. Yes. So a, a historically Orthodox Christian would not say that a Mormon is Christian. So there's, I guess you could say some, some dispute there um, about whether or not they're Christian. There's, you know, like, like I, I explained, um, but the Mormons um, believe in salvation by grace and by works. So you're saved by the grace of God and you're saved by your works. So um, those works would include just obedience to um, the, the, the scripture, what the Bible says and what the Book of Mormon teaches, um, that there's repentance, there's abstaining from sin, there's sharing the, 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 the Mormon message um, of having gratitude for your blessings and they also teach that there's a lot of different types of salvation. You know, there's salvation from ignorance and things like that. But the ultimate salvation can only be achieved um, by obtaining what's called the priesthood of Melchizedek, which basically means it's just a position of high authority in the church, um, the LDS church, the Latter-day Saint church, um, by making and keeping sacred covenants, which would include marriage. And it can only be achieved after the second death. So they believe that, you know, you die, but then you have a, a choice to become a Mormon after you die as well as during your present life. So it sounds like one of, some of the main takeaways are that it's very works-based. The Mormon idea of salvation is very much based on works as opposed to faith. So the historic Christian faith teaches that you are saved by faith alone and Christ alone not by your own works, not by your own deeds. Um, but, but the Mormon church, the LDS church, uh, has a very heavy emphasis on works. In fact, I have uh, multiple Mormon friends and we have some pretty candid conversations. And you know, I, I hear that there's, within the LDS church, there's always a very, um, just sort of this mentality of you gotta try, you gotta try, you gotta keep working hard. Um, to, to earn your way to, to salvation, to heaven. Um, so, so that's one of the main, I think, themes that comes out of that. And then um, there's, there's other stuff, right? So you have to make and keep sacred covenants, uh, like you talked about, like marriage, for example. Um, and th- I guess that really goes with the, with the idea of works, right? A works-based salvation, right, Christine? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, um, the the Jehovah's Witnesses, uh, their idea of salvation is that salvation requires faith in Christ, but like like Mormonism, there's a little bit extra you have to do. So you have to be associated with 
God's true church, uh, meaning their religion, the Jehovah's Witnesses' religion, and you have to obey its rules. So simple belief in Jesus Christ, as the Bible teaches, is not enough under the Jehovah's Witnesses' camp. For them, you need to have faith in Christ plus some. You need to be you know, tied to the religion. You need to obey the rules, etc., etc. Um, and so do you guys see here again how when you talk, we talk about salvation, how people are saved in each of these different religions, some of them don't even believe that there's such a thing as salvation. Some of them believe that you have to earn it. Some of them believe you have to, you get an option after you die. Some of them believe that there is an endless cycle of birth and, and death and rebirth and death and rebirth until you're enlightened or until you reach moksha or nirvana. Um, there's uh, some who believe that Jesus is the, the way. So the, the, the historic Christian faith, this is a gospel, right? The gospel teaching is that, what, Leela? You're the gospel expert. Tell us what the gospel is. Believe and repent. Believe in who? Leela, believe in who? Jesus. Jesus. And repent of what? Sin. So the Bible teaches us that, and the historic 2,000-year-old Christian faith teaches us that if you believe in Jesus as the Son of God, you confess Him with your mouth, and you turn from your sin, then you will be saved. And um, that's very different than... For example, Islam, which does not teach the need to believe in Jesus at all or any kind of intermediator with God. Why I have a lot of Muslim friends, and uh, I remember talking to them a lot, especially in my undergrad days, and they would say, why do you even need Jesus? Why not just go straight to God? Why does God need Jesus to forgive you? And of course, the answer is that God is a perfect God. He's, he's a God of justice as well as love and mercy. And because he's a God of justice, he requires a sacrifice. Um, and Jesus is our perfect, one and only, and permanent sacrifice. But that's that's you know that that's just another example of how these religions all differ from each other. They can't all be true, right? Nope. Nope. Okay. All right, I'm going to let one of you guys lead this last one because my throat hurts because I'm talking so much. I feel like I'm dominating. Right. I, yeah, I know, the right? The last question. The last question. So, Eva, do you want to lead this one? I've been, as the host, I've been talking and kind of going around the room. So I want you to take over the host duties and start with Leela and go to Noah and yourself and Mom and then me and just talk about what each... Ask them what each religion believes about this last question. What's the last question? The end of the world. The end of the world. Don't worry, I will jump in plenty because your dad can't shut up. <laughs> okay, Leela, or Eva, take it away. Since Leela went first for the last two times, she can go first now. So, what does Hinduism teach about the end of the world? Buddh I mean, Buddhism. Uh... <laughs> Unlike most religions, Buddhism teaches that the world never starts or ends. The world as we know it will, will end with the with the return of a future of a future Buddha. 
but another will begin in an infinite cycle of rebirth. Do you understand what that means? No. An infinite cycle of rebirth? No. The reincarnation? Sort of, yeah. So they're saying that the world never starts and ends, but the world that we live in now, it will eventually end when this future Buddha returns. But once that happens, another one's going to start over. It's another, they, they, remember they believe in this rebirth, this constant rebirth. And so they believe that the, the earth will, as we know, it will end and then it'll start over again. Um, what about you, Noah? What does Islam teach about the end of the world? Yeah, so what Islam teaches about the end of the world is kind of like Christianity. So in all, Islam is kind of similar to Christianity. So uh, they believe, kind of like Christianity, they believe that corruption and chaos will rule the earth. There's just going to be an Antichrist. Uh, they believe that Jesus will appear. But the difference is that uh, they believe that Jesus will not judge them because, again, they, because, again, he was a prophet and not God. Uh, but they do believe that when he comes, he's going to liberate the world from cruelty by defeating the Dajjal, uh, I think that's how you pronounce it, which is an evil figure. Can you slow way down, please? You're going so fast that people listening can't understand you. Okay. Yeah, so I'll just start right here. So they believe that Jesus will appear, but not judge them because they believe he was a prophet and not God. But they do believe that he will liberate the world from cruelty by defeating the Dajjal, which I think is how you pronounce it, which is an evil figure. And uh, God, which is they believe is Allah, will uh, judge them and the righteous will be and the righteous will be rewarded with Jannah, which is heaven, and the rest are punished in uh, Jahannam, which is hell. Jahannam, which is hell. Yes. Right. Okay. So, uh, Noah, how would you summarize that? So basically... Um, well, let's say, what's the main takeaway? The main takeaway is that um, it's basically the same as Christianity, except uh, Jesus is just going to uh, just defeat the evil figure. And God is going to uh, judge people. Well, I don't think it's very similar to Christianity at all. I think there's a lot of differences. I mean, yes, there's the idea of an antichrist, and there's the idea of, you know, Muslims recognize that Jesus. Why are you putting your foot over your head, Eva? I don't know, because I'm scared. She's using her foot as a phone. <laughs> uh, there's this idea of Jesus being a, a prophet in Islam. But in, Christ, in, in, in the Christian faith, there is a huge, huge role for Jesus to play at the end of the world. Yes, but right? the, yes, I said that that's, that's like the difference. Uh, everything else. Well, is but that's, that's a pretty gigantic a difference. difference. Okay, 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 then I guess um, what I meant is that it's similar to how Christians believe it'll end. Well, no, it's, <laughs> I disagree again. I think they're both very, very different from each other. Um, I mean, looking at I'm looking at your script here that, that you wrote down, and you said um, there will be, uh, let's see, they believe Jesus will appear but not judge them because they believe he was a prophet and not God, or not even the Son of God, which I agree with that statement, but I'm saying that Jesus and his role as a Son of God takes center stage takes center stage in the Christian faith in terms of what happens in the end times. Whereas Islam, like you just said, teaches that you know, Jesus does not have that kind of a central role. Um, and 
God will judge uh, the people and the righteous are rewarded with Jannah and the rest are punished in Jahannam, heaven and hell. But we don't necessarily believe that either. We don't believe in, oh, you did a bunch of good stuff, so you're going to heaven. You did a bunch of bad stuff, so you're going to hell. We believe that everyone has sinned, right? That's the core of the gospel. Everybody has sinned. Yes. There's no sinless person. And so what, Eva? There's got a deer in the headlights look. Because she was staring at the ceiling and bringing <coughs> circles. Uh, she uh, uh, yeah, she doesn't know. I'll tee it up for you, okay? I was saying that Muslims believe in a works-based salvation. So at the end of the world, God is going to put them in the camp of heaven, which is uh, Jannah, or hell, Jannah based on what they have done. But I was explaining to Noah that in the Christian faith, it's very different. The core message of the gospel is that we have all sinned, we all deserve hell, right? But who will be saved, Eva? With Christianity or Islam? Well, in the Christian faith, what do we believe? Who, who will be saved? The people who repent. The righteous. Righteous. Yeah, the best. That's what I said, isn't it? No, you guys are confusing things. You all got. You're getting it twisted. There is none righteous. No, not one. That's what the Bible says. Okay. okay? So, so, so it's not the righteous. No. Those. The only way you can say it's the righteous is that those of us who are made righteous by what? Jesus. By Jesus, the blood of Jesus is what makes us righteous. It's not what we have done. So, so do you see the difference, Eva? What do you see as the difference between what Islam teaches and what, what Christians believe about, about how we will be, ju be judged at the end of the world? Islam teaches that like what you do in your life, like the deeds you do, mm -hmm. um, they'll be the most important thing that matters once you're being judged. So if you do, if the bad things you do outweigh the good things you do, then that means you're going to how do you... It's hell. You yeah. can say heaven and hell. It's fine. Hell. And the other way around, you'll go to heaven. Whereas Christians believe what? Um, as long as you believe and repent... Then believe in who? Jesus. Right. Then you'll be accepted into heaven. Made righteous. Yeah, so you're made, made righteous by faith. No, that's good. Well, you <laughs> She's, she's making this face. She, <laughs> like she's disappointed with her. So she looks like she's 100 years old. That's very funny, Eva. That's absolutely correct. At least that's my understanding of Islam based on what Noah was telling us. So I guess I didn't really know the ending of Christianity either. So, yeah. That's fine. We're, we're all here to learn, right? We're all here to learn. That, yeah. that's, all, that's all we can ask is we learn something new every day. Um, okay, that's Islam. Eva, Hinduism, what do they believe about salvation, if anything? Hindu teachings say Real loud for me. <laughs> <laughs> Hindu teachings. Right here into the mic. <laughs> <laughs> really loud. <laughs> go ahead. Hindu <laughs> Stop. Okay, go ahead. Go for real. Hindu <laughs> Okay, go ahead. Okay, okay, people are losing faith because you <laughs> people are not losing faith. Oh my gosh. They're probably losing their patience, but not their faith. Go ahead. All right, I'll, I'll leave you alone now. She doesn't want to 
now. <laughs> Hindu teachings say that Shiva is the god who destroys the universe in order to recreate it. His most important dance is called the Tandav. Tandav. Sorry. I it, forgive you, Noah. <laughs> which destroys the universe. Shiva is said to have mastered dance and sometimes goes by the name of the Lord of Dance. Okay. So you know how like we go to our my parents' house, my mother's house, your grandparents' house? That, they have that little dancing statue. They have that statue there. that's called Natraj. It's Shiva. It's an incarnation of Shiva doing a cosmic dance. And I don't know if that dance is the Tundav. I don't think it is. But it is a dance that he does. And so he's called Lord of the Dance, right? That's crossed my mind. Have right. you ever noticed that there's a baby on underneath the, the foot? It's a demon. It's, it's a demon, I believe. Oh, is it? Yeah. Interesting. Okay. I could be wrong, but my, my it's been a long time since I thought about it or looked at it, but my recollection is that it's a demon. Evil I could be baby. Wrong. Evil baby? <laughs> demon baby. You okay. see evil baby, and I think of that baby okay. from The Simpsons with the unibrow. Oh, yeah. So... So you have, on the one hand, a lot of differences between the Christian faith and Islam, right? We pointed a lot of those out. And then, at least Christianity and Islam have some similarities, but they're completely different from what Hinduism teaches, right? Hinduism doesn't even have this concept of judgment, per se. They, they are, Hindus believe in just a sort of eternal cycle of birth and death and birth and death, not just of people, but also of the universe, right? Um, okay, Christine. Okay, so for Mormons, um, in terms of the end times, they do believe that there's going to be a second coming. Um, and similar to Christianity, they believe that, you know, that the gospel will be taught all over the world before Christ returns. And so they believe that the Mormon... I guess it's a gospel, Mormon gospel. I'm not sure what they call it, but the Mormon message is going to be taught all over the world, and then he's going to return. And they believe that all of mankind is going to be resurrected and then judged. Um, and when they're judged, they're going to be assigned to one of three kingdoms, and they have a hierarchy, which is, is again, works-based. Or they're assigned to no kingdom at all. And they said that the wicked are going to be removed from the earth, and they're going to be sent to hell. And there's something interesting. They have a special... I guess caveat for the Jews, um, they're going to be the op given the opportunity to see Jesus, see the wounds, acknowledge who he is, and grieve over their rejection of him. They'll have that opportunity at that point in time and then be, be judged based on that. Um, and then Jesus is going to rule heaven and earth in the millennial kingdom. And again, like I said before, people are going to be given the choice after their first death to accept Mormonism, which is part of the reason why they believe in what's called a post-death baptism. And I read something interesting about this where they said that they don't believe that, um, you know, you can, they, they, they believe that you can baptize somebody after they have died. However, they believe that it is more like a, um, a way of honoring somebody it's not that that actually has any sort of effect on their salvation. They have to be the one to choose after the first death whether to accept the Mormon teaching or not. Um, but yes, you if you talk to a Mormon, they will probably explain to you that you they, they do practice a form of baptism of the dead. That's interesting. So what would you summarize as like the main takeaway? Again, very similar to Christianity, but it's tweaked just a little bit. It's very different. Um, again, it goes back to being very works-based. And um, 
<laughs> excuse me, that uh, their their ideas about life after death and so on are, are, are different than Christianity. So Jehovah's Witnesses, um, they believe that the second coming of Jesus was an invisible spiritual event that occurred in the year 1914. It's very specific, the year 1914. Um, they believe that uh, there are two people of two peoples of God. Number one is the anointed class, and this comes from the Book of Revelation. There's a, a mention of 144,000 people. So the anointed class is 144,000 humans who have ever lived. And they will live in heaven and rule with Christ. And the other sheep, meaning all the other believers, will live forever on a paradise earth. Uh, they do not believe that humans have an immaterial nature. The soul is simply the life force within a person. And at death, that life force leaves the body. And then they also don't believe in a hell. It's not a place of eternal suffering, but is rather just sort of this quote-unquote, common grave of mankind. The wicked are just, they're, they just stop existing. They just die. That's it. There's nothing beyond that. There's no suffering or torment, uh, which is contrary to Jesus Christ's words in the Bible. Um, and what would you guys say about the Christian faith? What do we believe in terms of the end times? I guess if you could, I mean, it, it's complex. It's very long and complex, but... If I had to summarize it, I would say that uh, Christians believe, Christians mean that historic Christian church, the 2,000-year-old church, believes that there is going to be um, an end of the world. It's not this endless cycle of starting and stopping and starting and stopping, uh, or of rebirth and death. Uh, there is a, a distinct end to the world. There will be a second coming of Jesus Christ, or his parousia which is when Jesus comes back and he will come in judgment uh, to judge uh, the living and the dead. There's a resurrection of, of all the dead. Um, and there is ultimately a restoration of the earth, um, at the new heavens and the new earth, basically. So we live forever with, with the Lord on the earth, in the new earth, um, forever and ever and ever. So, so as you can see, quite a few differences between what each of these religions believes about the end of the world, right? So we talked about, what were the three topics we talked about, Noah, today? What were the three questions we addressed for each religion? Uh, who God is, what, they teach, what the religion teaches about salvation, and what they teach about the end of the world. And so what would you say if you had a friend who uh, was telling you, you know, Noah, I don't believe... In any absolute truth, truth is, truth is what you make of it. Uh, it's relative. What would you say to him or her based on our discussion today? Uh, what did the friend say? The friend says that there's no such thing as an absolute truth, and you're trying you're trying to explain to him that no, there is. How would you use what we learned today? Like if he was if he had listened to our discussion today. If you listen to this podcast episode, what conclusion would you give? What what point would you make based on everything we talked about? Well, some something has to be true. There's not a relative truth is just what people say is truth. But I mean, it, something's lost a bit of truth. If that was true, like if there was no 
if there's no absolute truth, nothing would be true and basically nothing would exist and yeah, nothing would exist. That's so, profound. Yes, exactly. Keep going. So yeah, that's, that's basically what I would summarize. So yeah, uh, there is absolute truth and there at least something has to be true. If there is no truth, nothing would exist. That is brilliant actually. Can I, I never, I never thought of that. Yeah, go ahead. Why is it so important that we have an absolute truth or that we acknowledge an absolute truth? Because it's just good that we're true. We just need to be true. We just need to know what's like true. Why? I don't know. I mean, you can ask the question why endlessly of, of anything and ultimately you always get to, I don't know. <laughs> right? <laughs> That's what the smartest people say. <laughs> What? Why or I don't know? I don't know. Yeah. It takes an intelligent person to say I don't know. Yeah. So so if I had to guess as to why the truth is important, it's because we believe it's the nature of God, the very nature of God. So we can apply it? If we can apply it, yeah. Yeah, that's true. I would say it's the very nature of God. Truth and God are intertwined. And the enemy, Satan, is the father of lies. Mm. So we care about truth. Right, it matters what truth is. Yes, and more to 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 be more simple. If you didn't have truth, then, like you said, Noah, I mean, the world would not exist. Everything would just fall apart. But we know there is such there is such a thing as truth. It's not it's not a question of Christine of like why is it important that there is absolute truth. The, that's asking the wrong question, if you ask me. I, I think the, the correct thing to say is that there is such a thing as absolute truth, whether we like it or not. It exists. That Things are or they are not, right? So the things that are, those things are absolute truth. So you, it, it doesn't even matter if you, if you care why it exists or not. Too bad. It exists. But, um, you know... Our, our question is, why should we care about knowing the absolute truth? Why does the absolute truth matter? And it matters because it exists. And if we don't know it, then we have a wrong perception of the world. We have a wrong understanding of God. And that can have eternal consequences. And I think that's the main reason why we should care. Not that there is an absolute truth, because it, it exists, whether you like it or not. But we, that this is why we should care about what that absolute truth is. So how do we know, when we're looking at all these different religions, how do we know what's the truth? Stay tuned for episode three. <laughs> <laughs> so so um, to recap, the first episode we talked about what, Eva? Last episode? Yes. What is? Um, what is truth? Absolute truth or relative truth? Sorry, I meant the first episode in the series. I yeah, the, the last episode, which was the meaning of truth, right? And our conclusion was what? There is only absolute truth. Okay. Leela, in this second episode that we're doing today, can you tell us what the main idea was? What do you mean the second episode? The one we're right, just, okay, forget the numbering, guys. Just, <laughs> just The episode today... Uh, I mean the second episode in the series that we're doing about can can all religions are all re- religions the same? Which is this episode? So this episode, can you kind of give us the main idea? What did we talk about tonight? Truth. Yeah. What about it? 
If you don't know, you can say you don't know. Well, we talked about religions that we researched. Why did right. we research them? What were we trying to find out? What were you trying to discover by doing all that research? The three questions. Okay, so there's three questions, and we researched what each religion believes about those three questions. Why do we do that? What was so the main goal? Know. About other religions. Okay, Noah, what do you think? What, what was the point of this exercise today? Uh, just um, so we can know the differences between religions. No, guys. The, the, the goal for today was so that we can show people, we can demonstrate that not everybody believes the same thing. Even on the same questions, the same issues. All these religions believe different things. And the main thing I want you to remember from today's episode or today's lesson is that if every if all these religions believe different things, they can't all be true. Only one of them can be true. Right? Mm -hmm. Do you see that if you believe in absolute truth, which everyone should, because they all they actually do believe in, right? I mean, everyone lives by absolute truth every day, like we like we established in the last episode. But if that's true, everyone believes in absolute truth, then they can't believe that all these religions are true. They have to believe that at most one of them is true. The rest must be incorrect. Right? Yes. Do you understand that or not really? Yeah. Not everything can be true. That's the point of what we did today. We we learned about a lot of different religions and we learned that um, some people might say they're all the same, but we proved that they're different and that they can't all be true. Exactly. Okay, any questions? We're going to wrap up. I have any? a question. Yeah. When Noah said that um, if there's no absolute truth, there's nothing at all. Mm-hmm. Well, like, if I said mom's toenails are trimmed, that's absolute truth, right? Uh, yeah. Well, if I said that, well, if absolute truth wasn't a thing... Would mom not have toenails, or would she? Would her toenails be like really long? Um, you you could think of it both ways. I mean, if you say uh, mom's toenails are trimmed, if there was no absolute truth, then she would not have toenails. Can we not talk about my toenails? They would not be trimmed because they don't exist. I think toenails are a hard way to think about it. I think the better way to think about it is a statement that. The universe exists. Mm. If there was no absolute truth, then that statement could not be true. And if that statement could not be true, then the universe does not exist. Or maybe it does exist. Or we don't know. It's a question mark. Something that could make you lay in bed for hours thinking about. Will you lay in bed for hours thinking about this? I'm going to fall no, asleep. I'm kind of tired. <laughs> Okay, Leela, can you pray us out, please? You can do it. You've done this lots of times. Okay. Nice and loud, please. Dear God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit, thank you that we get to do these podcasts and that we got to have dinner tonight. And... Thank you for what we learned and that we continue or finish learning about this and 
and amen. 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 Christine, you want to have the last word? I, I don't know. What, what do you want me to say? And there you have it, folks. Good night. <laughs> <laughs>